Well, welcome to our Christmas Eve service. Uh, last year, we uh, only had one. We are packed out, and uh, by the looks of it, I'm glad we have two uh, this year. Uh, let's give it up for that band. Was that awesome or what, man? That's how you sing Oh Holy Night. I've heard some people butcher that one, but, uh, but man, Ruby did an awesome job. And uh, I think if I would have tried that, I probably would have passed out about mid midway through there. But uh, so blessed, uh, so blessed to have them. Well, tomorrow is Christmas, and uh, we will be uh, opening up uh, many presents. Uh, raise your hand if you still have to go shopping. Raise your hand if you didn't want to admit that you still have to go shopping. All right, we'll see you guys at Walgreens sometime later tonight. So, hey guys, you can you turn me down just a little bit? A little, a little hot up here. Um, the sound is not, not me. <laughs> well, um, I've been at, uh, at Walmart the last couple weeks, uh, and trying to do some, do some shopping, just looking around a little bit. And have you guys seen these prank boxes that they have? Um, no, 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 seems no one I'm talking about. So let me explain that. So these prank boxes are, there's like something like funny on the outside of what you think what's in the box, but it's really an empty box. And then you just put whatever you actually got for that person inside. Um, so uh, I just wanted to kind of share some of these, uh, some of these things because I'm sure you wouldn't expect when to open up some presents with what you would see. Uh, the first one we have is called a uh, knapsack. <laughs> it says uh, take a nap anytime, anywhere. Uh, it says you can do it in the office. I'm not sure how I feel about that middle picture there. It says worship. And I'm not sure if taking a nap on the ski lift is the safest, safest place either. And it even has a built-in fan as well. So, hey, why not? Uh, the next one is a bath and brew. So you can brew. Uh, remember, this is all fake. All right. So some of you are like, really? Who, who invented that thing? That's dumb. Uh, hey, a hot shower, a hot coffee all in one. Dude, that's a little piece of heaven right there. Our next one, we have a sizzle dryer sheets. Sizzle dryer sheets. Bacon-scented dryer sheets, and it comes with a wall dispenser as well. So, ladies, if you want your husband to start doing laundry, start using sizzle dryer sheets, and I guarantee you they might help. Next one we have is coffee talkies, a coffee mug, and a walkie-talkie. That one it was, it wasn't as funny. All right. Next one we have the pet petter, okay, because, listen, some days, some days you come home from work and you're just exhausted. Your pets have missed you. They've been gone all day. And you're just too tired to pet them. So you just turn on the pet petter and, uh, and they'll, take, they'll take care of that for us. We have a couple more. We have the uh, Dream Griddle. It is an alarm clock and griddle that you put beside your bed. Because some of you have a hard time getting up in the morning. So maybe the smell of pancakes and eggs would help get you up. Last two. We have the crib dribbler. <laughs> now, my little girl, Noelle, needs one of these because she wakes us up about three times a night just saying, drink, drink. So if we had the crib dribbler. Now, it's interesting that what it says right here. It says, perfect for uh, infant energy drinks, water and juice, stew, or milk. So uh, it has multiple purposes as well. Uh, the last one, extreme chores, because maybe your kids won't do the chores around the house, but if they put it in a video game, they can do yard work, 
dishes, raking, and cleaning out the litter box as well. So I thought these were going to be a little bit funnier than we were, but that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Um, you know, we have all have gotten an unexpected present uh, during Christmas, but what about when life throws unexpected circumstances your way? Is the unexpected happening right now for you this Christmas? The unexpected could be joyful or it could be something difficult. And I want to ask you two questions tonight with the unexpected that is happening in your life right now. What is your response to the unexpected? And two, what are you learning from the unexpected about yourself and about God? What are you learning about yourself and about God during this, this unexpected time? Maybe you just got an unexpected raise or promotion at work. That's awesome. Or maybe you were just let go from your job. And the company you've been working there for, for years, maybe decades, promised you that, that you'd be there, you know, until, until you didn't want the job anymore. Maybe you found someone special and you just got engaged or married. I have a, I have a friend that, that just happened this past week. Or maybe this is another Christmas being single or the first one being divorced from your spouse, and you never expected that. Maybe you're a military family, and your spouse just surprised you and returned from deployment early. Maybe you are an airman, and maybe you have an airman or a soldier, and they just left for a year. I have a friend in a war zone right now, and and uh, we just recognize our military. Can we just give it up for our military and all that they do? You know, I know family can cause you stress during this time of the holidays, but at least uh, many of you get to be with your family. Uh, there's a lot of people in our military and, and, and others that don't have that opportunity. And uh, so we just want to recognize them. Uh, maybe this Christmas you welcomed a new baby into the world. And you're experiencing the incredible awe and love and um, needing some more rest right now. Uh, Pastor Andrew, uh, we're about, what's the countdown? Seven days. Pastor Andrew's going to be experiencing that, so we're uh, excited for him and Nicole. Or maybe your loved one just took their final breath in this life. And maybe this is the first Christmas that you were a widow and you never expected that to happen so soon. Uh, the bridge staff has been to over 10 funerals in the last week. In the last week. And um, so I know what a lot of you are going through right now. Maybe you've gone through cancer recently and all the, can all the chemo that comes with that. And at the last visit, you found out that you're cancer-free. Or you or a loved one just got the news that you have cancer, it has spread, and you're wondering if this is your last Christmas. Maybe you've never stepped foot in a church building and you never expected you would be here at the bridge tonight. If that is you, I can tell you that you are not here by accident. God has a purpose and a plan for you, and you are exactly where you need to be this Christmas Eve. I read a post on Facebook this past week from a friend, and she wrote, It's been a long, hard year full of ups and downs, and I just wanted to say thank you 
to all of those family and friends who have helped me throughout this year. Wishing you all a Merry Christmas. You know, that's a reality of what a lot of us face right now. It's been a hard, long year. And we don't know how we would have gotten through it without God, and without, without family, without friends. Um, I know for me, this Christmas, I never would have expected my wife and I would be uh, soon, be, soon be having our fourth child. Um, this is, we've been married for nine years, and this is the fourth Christmas she has been pregnant um, for, I think, over six, 26 weeks or longer right now. So, so Christmas is a good time, and I guess summer is too. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I never thought, some of you get that on your way home, um, you know, I never thought that I would enjoy driving around a minivan so much. I never thought that I would even like two minivans, if possible. Now, before you take, want to take my man card away, um, I just want to let you know that in those minivans I do, in that minivan, I do listen to a little bit of Van Halen every once in a while. So, yeah, pastors can listen to rock and roll. It's all right. Um, if you are having unexpected blessings right now that you, that you, that you weren't expecting, be grateful for those. Be grateful for those. But I also realize that unexpected trials will happen in my life. And they will happen around Christmas time. I've lost three of my grandparents around Christmas time. And the more I realize that this life isn't all that there is. This is not my home. So let's take a look at some people in the Bible that experience the unexpected. Um, in Luke we read about Mary. Now, I'm not going to, uh, we, we just have some of the verses, not going to put, put all these verses on. But let's, let's read through this. The angel went to hear Mary and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will soon conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Amen to that? His kingdom will never end. So here you have Mary, who was a virgin. The Holy Spirit is upon her, and Jesus is, is birthed inside of her. Mary's response is, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Mary's not wondering about, you know, the consequences of what society might say at that time. She's not wondering what Joseph's going to think. But she responds, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. What faith? Do you think Mary was confused and over, overwhelmed with the unexpected news? Her response was to be grateful and obedient. And she learned with God that nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. And it says that in, 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 in some later verses there. With God, nothing is possible. So whatever your situation is right now, whatever it is, whether it's financial or health 
or, or whatever it is with you or a family member, know that nothing is impossible. Your situation looks impossible to you, but not to your creator, not to the one who has made everything. He can change that in a second, in a second. Let's look at, at Matthew and Joseph, who is, will, be, will become uh, Jesus' earthly father. It says, because, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. You got next one? Is that it? Okay. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Do you think Joseph felt sadness, anger, and even shame at the unexpected news? Joseph could have brought Mary public shame. Public shame. And could have even had her stoned. That was the consequences back in the day. But he was an honorable man, and he responded in an honorable, boy, uh, honorable way. He learned that God was his protector, and he fulfilled that role as protector to Mary and Jesus. One writer says, when Jesus spoke of God as being like a loving father, he could draw from his youth the kind of love he had from Joseph. Joseph stands as a testimony to the value of integrity, obedience, faithfulness, and especially honoring an entrusted role of fatherhood. So not only did Jesus have Jesus who was God himself, not only did Jesus have his, his heavenly father, but he also had an earthly father who was a man of integrity. Last one we'll take a look at is the shepherds and the angels in Luke 2. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find, you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. So here you have the angels joined armies of heaven praising God, Shepherd, the shepherds returned to Bethlehem, and they told everyone they knew. And it says that everyone was astonished at the news. Have you ever been astonished by news before? Could you imagine what they felt? They were astonished by the news. And their response was to go back glorifying and praising God. That's what their response was. Do you think 
the shepherds were terrified with what they just encountered. They were astonished what the angels had told them. Here's the thing. Back then, shepherds were nobodies. They were outcasts. They were like social misfits. They smelled. I mean, there's a reason why they stayed in the field for, for so long. And, but, but who is one of the first people to know about the birth of Jesus? The outcast. I love that. I love that. That, you know, Jesus isn't born in a Ritz-Carlton. He's born in a manger where animals stay and eat and do other things animals do. And shepherds are the first people to find out. That's, that's, that's how God does. That's how God does it. I believe these shepherds would learn their Savior had come to rescue them. What's one central, th- what, one central theme throughout these verses you guys see? One of, one of the things I see is it says, do not be afraid. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, have you ever seen an angel? Probably not. All right. And uh, if, if you'd have seen an angel, I'm sure your pants would probably be wet instantly. All right. You'd be, I mean, you'd be terrified. And those angels are trying to calm them, saying, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid in the unexpected. So I want to say the same thing to you tonight. In the unexpected circumstance you find yourself in right now, if you are a son or daughter of God, do not be afraid. And God is not just saying to his kids, don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid. He's saying, don't be afraid because I am with you. There's a difference between, you know, not being afraid and not being afraid because you know God is with you. There's a huge difference in that. God wants to replace your fear with faith and heartache with hope. God wants to replace your fear right now with faith and heartache with hope. God meets you wherever you are right now. And, and if you're being blessed, like I said, be grateful. But if you're going through difficulties, it's okay to be sad right now. If you lost a loved one, it's okay to be sad. If you lost your job, it's okay to be sad. Whatever circumstance you're going through, it's okay. Because God has given us these emotions to express But it's not okay to let that sadness run your life for years to come, for decades to come. You still have more living to do. You still have more living to do. You say, you know, God God knew what was going to happen. Maybe you were, were caught off guard. But God is not looking at your situation saying, oh, man, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, God doesn't say that. He knows all. He's, he's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. I love what uh, Christine Kane says. She's with the A21 campaign, and uh, they're in many, many countries. Their main objective is to end the uh, sex trafficking, sex and, and slave trafficking that is happening, that is just 
everywhere around us. And even in the United States, even in North Carolina, even in Wayne County, even. And she is, she is reaching not only thousands, not only hundreds of thousands. She, she, God is using her to reach millions of people. And I just listened to a message from her this past week. Um, and she's in, her, she's in her late 40s. And uh, she, would, she was di- diagnosed with breast cancer uh, a while back. And her faith is so strong that she says that if, if it would have been like 10 years ago, she would have just been torn up. But because her faith is rooted so deep in Christ now, God reminded her, and, 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 she, and she even reminded herself, God, you are not going to take me any time before it's my time to go. I'm not going to die any, any, any sooner than you want me to die. And she rested in that, and she had faith in that, and she had a peace about that. Maybe you're saying, you know, God, you know, God just, he just doesn't understand what I'm going through. Well, one writer said, Jesus is no stranger to our struggles. He experienced deep loneliness, the betrayal of a dear friend. He was publicly shamed, misunderstood, falsely accused, suffered physically and emotionally, experienced loss, sorrow, the doubts of family and friends. He was fully God and fully man. And the tears that Jesus shed on the night he was born would not be his final tears that he would shed. Jesus would shed tears for lost loved ones at the death of his friend Lazarus. He cried, he wept. Jesus would would shed tears at the sins of of people that he loved dearly. Jesus would, would shed tears when he suffered and, and would shed tears on the cross, he felt everything that we feel, and then some. Jesus understands. He understands. So I want to go back to those two questions. I'm almost done here. What is your response to the unexpected right now? And what are you learning from the unexpected about yourself and about God. What if the unexpected that is happening right now in your life caused you to experience the depths of God's love in a way that you've never experienced before? What if the unexpected is happening right now is for you to come alongside someone else that's going to be facing that same thing who wants to give up hope and you come alongside of them and say, don't give up. I mean, would that be worth what you're going through right now? For you to experience the depths of God's love and to give, give hope to someone else? In the unexpected, God's love is unfailing. In the unexpected, God's love is unfailing. He is reliable and he is consistent. He's reliable and consistent. You have a father that is with you. You have a father that understands. You have a father that wants you to trust him. I always find it amazing how, even as believers, how we trust God with our eternity. And we're talking like forever. A little sandlot right there. Forever. And we trust him with, with forever. 
Will we have a hard time trusting him with this circumstance? God is not wanting you to understand everything. And this is a little bit hard for us type A people. We got any type A people in the room? <laughs> yeah, right. There's like one person that raised their hand. You, you're type A because, and you didn't raise your hand because you're type A. Um, because, because then you would have to admit that you're type A. Listen, God doesn't want you to understand everything. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to trust him. And you're just going to continue to be frustrated if you try to understand everything that's going on right now. You have every right to be afraid right now if you're trusting in yourself. If you're trusting in yourself to get through this situation right now, you have every right to be afraid. If you are trusting yourself for eternity, you have every right to be afraid. You should be afraid. My question is, though, will you stop trusting in yourself and you will, will you start trusting the one who made you? Because he is either Lord of all or Lord not at all. Either Jesus is Lord of your life over everything or none at all. You say, well, I, just, I need to get some things right first. Listen, you will never get things right without Jesus in your life. You won't. I've tried. I've tried for years doing it my own way, trusting in myself. And I was disappointed every time. And you will continue to be frustrated if you, if you put your trust and your hope in people, in circumstances, in things of this world. Because that's where you are never meant to get that hope from. It's not about being perfect, but surrendered. It's not about being perfect, but surrendered. You know, I've been to a lot of Christmas Eve services in, in 36 years that don't recognize the reality that people are in. And yesterday I was finishing up this service, this, uh, this sermon. Got a phone call from uh, one of our volunteers at the bridge here. And uh, her mother's was, was about to pass, and, and so she wanted me to come. And so I went up there and, and visited her, and, and I knew it was, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people die in my young age. And I knew it was probably going to be, you know, last night or, or today. Um, and so, you know, I, I, uh, I, prayed, I prayed over her and, and, and talked to the family. Came back here to this campus and was trying to finish up again. She called me an hour later and said that she had passed. So I went back up to the hospital, and, um, and more and more family came. Uh, I know this family pretty well. I've, I've been there for them through, through the ups and downs these last, uh, last almost five years. And um, the husband of the lady that passed was sitting there in the chair, um, just a you know, frail frail man, just broken. And I went to go give him a hug, and um, they'd been dating for 63 years. And he was telling me how he was 17, and she was 16 when they started dating, 
and uh, they got married within a few years, uh, 63 years. And he's sitting there in a chair, and I'm standing right there, and he looks at his wife, and he's got tears rolling down his face, and he says, she's with Jesus now. My question I want to ask you right now, when this is all said and done, where will you be? And will you be with Jesus? Because when it's all said and done, that's what matters. That's what matters. Where will we be when it's your time? Are you trusting in yourself? And God wants to meet you in the unexpected tonight. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you for this message. I want to thank you for tonight. Jesus is coming, change the world. And he can change your life. If you have not received the greatest gift ever given to humanity, and that is Jesus, I pray that this, this afternoon, Christmas Eve 2014, that today would be your day. What a day to remember when you got right with the Lord. If that is you, I just want you to pray. Say, God, I believe in you. I believe that you are Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for my sins, that you rose from the dead. God, forgive me for trusting in myself when my trust needs to be in you. God, you know that unexpected thing in my life right now, and I give it to you. I trust you. I ask that you would come into my heart. I don't want to sit on the throne anymore. I don't want to be the king of my kingdom anymore. You are the king. And I want to surrender all. I want to surrender my control. I want to surrender my brokenness. I don't want to be afraid anymore. And I want to know that you are with me. guys look up right now. If today is the Christmas Eve that you made a decision for Jesus or a rededication, I want you to do two things. One is I want you to tell the person that brought you here, if someone brought you and, and, and they know Jesus, I want you to let them know Maybe after the service is over tonight, just let them know that you got right with the Lord tonight. And you asked him to come in your heart and, and to rule your life. And then another thing, too, is I want you to, at the end of the, at end of the service, I want you to go back to that back table. It says, belong, commit, grow, serve. And it will take you 30 seconds. And I just want you to fill out a card so we can follow up with you and let you know what your next steps are. We want to put some resources in your hands. We want to get, get, get with you and, uh, and let you know. So that would just take about 30 seconds to do. Um, 
we are going to uh, sing our, our final song right now and, and do candlelight. It's 3.50, so did pretty good. Um, the usher's going to come right now. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to light uh, your candles uh, on the people on the ends, and then you just turn your candle. Now, it's very important. I have to give this instruction. If your candle is lit, you are not the tipper. All right? So if your candle is lit, you just hold it up, and the person that doesn't have theirs lit will, will tilt theirs. Um, I don't know if you have a church home. If not, we would love for the bridge to be your home. This is a place where you can belong before you believe. Um, Maybe the bridge isn't the, the church for you. We will find you a church. There's a lot of great churches here. And uh, so we'll find you a great church. So, thank you guys so much. Um, I believe God uh, spoke to a lot of hearts tonight. And uh, hope you guys have a Merry Christmas.